Yourself. Hey everybody, it's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me as always is the the, the Ken to my Barbie, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me. I'm Knuff. You are Knuff. And you have no genitals. Well. He's all smooth down there. Sorry, Brittany. And the He-Man to my Barbie, Nate Lux. By the power of Grayskull! I don't know. I feel like he's more of an Alan. Whoa. I kind of am. Alan, well, Alan's pretty reasonable in the movie. No. I, yeah, I, 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 seen I, the love, movie. I do I love a good movie. I'm, I'm talking about just the toys, guys. Yeah. Seen the Alan, is, Alan a is a toy. Based on a you're, real toy from Barbie. You're a toy. You know uh, Peanut Gallery Bailey, back in action. Thank you for being here, my lovely uh, girlfriend. I appreciate you very much for putting up with us. Um, Brad, Nate, mm-hmm. uh, before we jump into everything, obviously this is a, a movie podcast, first and foremost. It's not a TV show uh, podcast, and it's definitely not a Christmas podcast or, an, uh, or anything else. It's just a movie podcast. But I will tell you... Uh, this weekend at the box office, something pretty magical happened, and I kind of want to talk about it right off the front part of this here. Uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer both opened tremendously uh-huh. this weekend, and it really, obviously, Hollywood can't capitalize it on it because, you know, there's a strike going on, but they are, uh, they, they basically have, have every reason to celebrate, and yet, do you think we're going to come any closer to uh, resolving this this writer strike and now this uh, sag is it sag astra sag afra afra yeah you're thinking of ad astra which is a movie with Brad Pitt <laughs> yeah. uh, but no it's I mean th- I mean this this won't help I mean <laughs> they're, they're kind of they're kind of unrelated like they're not like sitting there waiting like okay if the box office is good this weekend we're gonna come to the writers and actors but, with a fair deal but think about it if they, if the, they got movies that are doing so well they're like well shit we gotta get back to making these things so the concessions no no, no of made. course that's but, what I'm talking about but at the same time like it's not as if uh you know the strike is really gonna push back any like follow like first of all they're not doing an Oppenheimer sequel so don't worry about that they're not <laughs> and, why not and even if they want to do a Barbie sequel like it's gonna take a while to get that together because you know they're not gonna jump into immediately Greta Gerwig she's got two Narnia movies she's supposed to direct and yeah, everything and I've and not and, heard a single thing about a sequel for yeah Barbie I know they, they they had talked about it uh behind, behind the scenes they, but they didn't put any plans into yeah. place there's no teaser in this movie of like oh here's what the next movie might be about you know they they have to take some real time to really think about it and figure out what they would want to do rather than just trying to cash grab let's let's hurry up and get out there um so the second one's going to be set in Australia. It's going to be called Shrimp on a Barbie. And that's the show, guys. Thanks for <laughs> for coming. Uh, but no, it's, I mean, uh, Barbie uh, uh, opened up north of $155 million, I think, which is huge domestic. Uh, yeah, it's it's made 337 worldwide yeah. already. And Oppenheimer uh, came in, I think, around 80, the 80, 85, 85 yeah. million mark. Yeah, it's worldwide is a 175. So yeah, which is crazy. huge for a three-hour R-rated movie, <laughs> yeah. you know. And honestly, this is one of the first times that I can remember the 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 stark contrast between two movies being a draw to see them both on the same day. It's funny. This is an it's inspired conversation online of like when there have been previous like uh kind of juxtaposed movies like yeah, that. Yeah. Like uh, when Dark Knight came out, Mamma Mia came out at the same time. <laughs> Did the, but it, I don't but remember. No, it no, no, no one's ever, no one's ever done like a thing where like it became the social media sensation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my, my boys and I and our couple of our friends went to go see both movies yesterday. And you yeah. were not alone. Clearly, hundreds of thousands yeah. of people did the same thing. We're like, well, whole day at the theater, which is what the theaters want. It was so much fun. It was magical. It was one of the yeah. best days in a movie theater. And people I spent were, a lot of days in movie theaters. People too. were dressing up wearing all pink. Some people yep. were changing shirts between movies, like going from pink to dark colors. To, to all right, well, Bailey, you want to go to see the movies tomorrow? Let's just take the day off. I just want you to know that, that it's over now, so like you're not going to have any fun. I can't go tomorrow <laughs> on a Monday? You can go, but like no one's going to be there to like have fun with you. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Well, no, I, these are two films. So some TV shows. Do, do see in the theater, both of them actually. Uh, Barbie is a comedy, and we've talked about this before on the show. Where oftentimes comedies don't have the biggest draw in a theater. Obviously, this is breaking all of that. But also, it's so much fun. It is. Yeah, Greta Gerwig created a world. And, and it is fun to live in the world. And there's so many great actors, great performances. Ryan Gosling, obviously, is is he's getting a lot of praise for his role. What I love about Ryan Gosling getting a lot of praise for it is he, you know, he was critiqued. Margot Robbie looks like Barbie. Nobody questioned that. But a lot of people were like, well, why, why Ryan Gosling, right? Um, and then you see his abs, and you're like, no, I, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we will get, obviously, into the, probably some of the last movies that you've seen have been yep. Bar- Barbenheimer. Uh, but Brad, but, but we got to start the show the proper way. Mm. Uh, and, Thanking and, our sponsors. Yeah, let, let's, let's right, get into the sponsorship of the show. Who legitimately wrote a check this week? Well, guys, let me, let me ask you a question. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Know, like, you know, did, did you love going to the, the county fair? Yes. You love getting- I don't anymore. No? I used to. To, but no. Interesting. I'm gonna say yes. Yeah. No. 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 I'm gonna yes and you, buddy. No, yes. Yes. I, I, I do. Don't, no. No. You love, I don't. You love getting some treats at the I, fair. I really do. Yeah. What, I, what, I do love that. What are some of your favorite I like, treats? I like the elephant ears, uh-huh. and I like, I like corn dogs. That's great. And I like I like the uh, the 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 barbecue parafay. Par- parafay. Yep. Interesting. That's what I'm gonna call That's it. That's not how you say that word. <laughs> I've only seen it written. It. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I know you've seen Shrek. <laughs> it's a parfait. <laughs> you ever see somebody, they say, hey, you like parfait? They say, hey, no, I don't like the parfait. <laughs> parfaits are delicious. I love parfaits. Uh, but no, the, there's a barbecue parfait. At yes. the, uh, at it the wasn't there this year. No, it wasn't. And I looked for it. And I got rib tips instead and sirloin tips. And they were still very good. But sirloin uh, tips are great. They're, that's fair. one of my favorite. The, the tomato, p- they're potatoes. At the LaPorte County Fair, where the, uh, the uh, barbecue parfait used to be, they did have another station and they had the big turkey legs. And I'm a sucker for some big Are you really? I've never... Oh, I love feel like a man when you eat that. I feel like Fred Flintstone. Yeah, I feel yeah, exactly. like I feel like that's Renaissance Fair stuff that I would I would actually want to do. Like it's go great. to a Renaissance Fair and have. But a But you don't want to carry around the turkey leg. No, at the fair. No, 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 no. That's part. That's part of it, though. That's part of the fun. Is just carrying it around and just just no. Munching at, on it. at the Renaissance Fair, where you fit in, no, that. at the mm. fair, you just look like a weirdo. Uh, you fit in at the fair. Yeah, Which I mean, is like most people do like down your forearm. No, no, you just napkins and stuff. They give you a glove. Anyway, anyway. What other treats you like? The uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is why I don't fucking yes and you. No, no. So uh, there's a, a new a new limited edition flavor pack of candies. Do you guys you ever had the Mamba chewy candies? I mean, I used to when I was younger. Now that I'm older, I, I protect my teeth a little more. So they're not I, they're not like chewy in the way that dots are. Dots are the ones that are menacing for your <laughs> yeah, teeth. Yeah. Like I, I I can't like dots. I, say, and, I, have, I have a loose filling right now. But I don't know, I don't know <laughs> no, that you'd no. be doing this. These are these are more like a, like a high chews or like the fruity tootsie rolls. The okay, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I like it. Fruity tootsie so these are shut the fuck up, Ben. <laughs> 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 the, so these are Mamba Why Fun Park. Fun Park edition. And What's they, a fun park? What's a fun park? Fun park is like a fair, but like it's also fun. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's four flavors in here. I'm not going to tell you what they are. Instead, I'm going to pass out a flavor. Ben, here's a flavor for you. Right. And sp- uh, you listen, Nate, I went, I went on you. plenty of fun parks when I was in high school. Did you lose that one? Do you need another one? Okay. We're good. All right. So, Ben, what color is yours? Mine is green. Okay. And Nate, what color is yours? Uh, Pink. Okay. Perfect. But no, no. In, in the inside, my candy is colored pink i know that was confusing to me as well <laughs> when, when i tried them earlier i was like oh now i don't trust you <laughs> and, and there's a, and there's a reason why because uh I, there's actually supposed to be four flavors in here but they only gave me three and they gave me two of one of the flavors so i'm like did they just fuck up this pack and i'm just like r- just ruined is now? this this is just bubblegum no no that's not his, his, well your flavor is different than his so is it like t- toffee or taffy or whatever 
You're you're kind of on the path. Like a like a like a strawberry shortcake. You're you're close with yours. Yeah, uh, mine too. Ca- mine, kind mine, of. Mine is also like a strawberry shortcake. <laughs> so yours is candy apple. So like the the apple is very subtle. Oh, the, it's the caramel for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so guys, I'm bad at tasting things. <laughs> is this wait? Is this dark chocolate? Uh, he's got long COVID <laughs> symptoms. Is this, is this peanut brittle? <laughs> Pizza. Um, Nate, yours is raspberry popcorn. See why? Okay, why? no, why? No, no, who no. would do that? Why, why? If you were able to eat that, why you, you know what this is? This is raspberry creation. This is raspberry popcorn. No, no, I, the one, that was the one flavor I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna get this because yeah, that flavor that was, just seems like nonsense. It, but it, there was no popcorn to it. So there, that, that like, again, kind of similar to the apple, the the popcorn flavor is a little more subtle, but you do get a little bit of like that jelly bean popcorn flavor mixed with the mm, raspberry. I didn't get that. It's just a teeny bit. Just a so t- thank just you to a tiny. What Kobe Bryant's company Mamba? Thanks to Kobe Bryant's company Mamba. All right. Uh, and then there's there's Who blueberry Mamba. Blueberry slushy uh, is another flavor, and then strawberry cotton candy in here as well uh, but that's the one flavor they didn't give me they really fucked me on that one so thanks Mamba Fun Park whoa don't make fun of the sponsor they're our sponsor they, I didn't they... make fun of them I just said thanks you for... just kind of felt bamboozled yeah I, I, I swoggled yeah I just I feel like they really just put some skullduggery out would there would you say you were a little bit guiled mm, yeah just a tiny okay hoodwinked mm-hmm okay alright fucked <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so uh, I found these at, at Aldi, which is probably why the packaging is messed up. Before I gave them the ones that are bad. Um, oh my god! No, no, don't, don't, don't disparage Aldi. Exactly. I, I shop at the Aldi. Yeah, but they usually get the damaged stuff. They don't. That's, no, that's not, not what that thing. is. No, no. But Aldi that's does. Ollie's. Aldi has a lot of good stuff. Aldi, go to Aldi. Yeah. So yeah, Mamba Fun Park. Uh, thanks for sending us three out of four flavors. Lou Bega Mamba Number Five. I wish they would come out with a special Mamba Number Five. Yeah. Five flavors. They only give me four though. Jessica, Brandy, Loretta, and Honey. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You nailed that one. Yeah. <laughs> those, are, those are all the those, names those he are, says. Those are all Jessica, female. Brandy, Loretta. Loretta. I think I said Loretta. <laughs> That's T- a name. Tinky. <laughs> Tinky, Padawan. <laughs> what? Okra. <laughs> Any hoozles, guys. We're having a good time. Uh, thank you for their, uh, sponsoring the show, Mama Number 5. Uh, so moving on. Uh is Barbie the last movie you saw or Oppenheimer? No. Neither. Did you watch your assignments? Yeah. Nate, did you watch your assignment? I did. Did you? I did. Uh, you know, I never did start. Did you watch? Like... I, I'll start. I can start. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I never, ever start. Yeah. Nate, um, what's the last movie you saw? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear. No, no, I signed you a movie. Uh, no, Paddington. Yeah. I saw Paddington. The first one, right? Yeah. No, I, I specifically went started and on Paddington too. Well, there was that one time we gave you a movie, like you gave you How to Train Your Dragon, you decided to watch all three of them. Well, yeah, because I watched the first one and then the second and third. Yeah, but yeah, remember, he doesn't have any time right now, so he barely watched Paddington. Okay. I got done with it about 15 minutes before the podcast, and I will tell you, it's whimsical and fun and silly and and, and just a wonderful movie. And is it, it so much fun? It is yeah. just so much fun. And the, uh, the, the guy that plays Q in the new... Um, ben Wishaw. Yep, that's his name. He's the voice of Paddington, and it's very apropos. And uh, Nicole Kidman as a Cruella Deville yep. style mm-hmm. uh, yep. monster in this uh, very very strange take for for that, but but I liked it. I mean, she was fine, um, but definitely not my favorite part of the film. I loved the family interaction, and man, it was really 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Grant's yeah. great in that as well. Five. He's stars. in the second one. He's not in the first one. I thought he is in the first one. No, he's the villain in the second one. Oh, okay. Spoiler alert. Thanks for that, Nate. Uh, I don't even need to see it. Sorry, my bad. Anyway, I uh, saw so that, and uh, that's that's pretty much the only movie that. That's I think the only we, movie you yeah, saw this week. Do I see good TV shows? I watched the pilot episode of Mad Men last night. <laughs> uh, 
Now, when's that set? <laughs> 1954. Uh, when Oppenheimer came out. Just making a little little I, joke about our yeah, banter no, before the podcast. Anyway, no, I will think on it, but I can't remember any other movies we watched this week. Mad Men has the presence and, and cinematic uh, nature of a, of a movie. So Sure. We'll, we'll count that. that yeah, Mad Men is an incredible show, though. It's the... The performances, the, okay, the okay, writing, like, yeah, yeah. the production value—it okay, is, it sure. is a, an unbelievable okay. TV show. Nate, what, what about you, buddy? What's the last movie you saw? Do, do we want to have a separate conversation on on Barbenheimer again, like just us that have seen it, or do you want me to get into it now? Any anyway, we can remove Ben from the conversation. I'm all right. I'm so the first film I saw was Barbie, <laughs> and it stars Margot Robbie uh-huh. as Barbie. Now, what what is Barbie? It is a toy made by Mattel. Okay. Next question. Do you want to give any more details no. on what that toy is no, for, the, for those who don't know? Uh, so What? <laughs> so there was a lot of question uh, when this film got announced. And then as soon as Greta Gerwig was attached to it, I thought, okay, there's going to be something done to this. Um, but I, I had a lot of questions about what, what you could do with a Barbie film and give it the heart... And, you know, the depth that Greta Gerwig has in many of her films. Um, and she, she pulls it off beautifully. There is, there is philosophical questions in this film. It's funny. Mm-hmm. But also, there's a lot of depth. There's, there's actually some emotional scenes in this as well. Where yeah. um, Margot Robbie plays, you know, some scenes, I think, that are just genuinely beautiful scenes as Barbie thinking about humanity. And so yeah. um, I, I really enjoyed this film. Did you see it before this weekend, Brad? Had you already done a pre-release on this or no? Uh, I mean, I saw it before the weekend, but I saw it when it hit the general public just because it was hard for me to make it to both Oppenheimer and Barbie press screenings. Initially, they were actually both on the same night, and then they added an earlier Barbie screening, but it was too late for me to like make it work at that point. Uh, so I saw it Thursday afternoon, and even Thursday afternoon, it was clear that Barbie was going to be big because usually you can... Uh, kind of gauge like roughly how yep. big movie's gonna be seeing how many people are in our theater yep. in Michigan City, Indiana. Uh and it's usually not a lot, you know. Um on a Thursday. On a on yeah, a Thursday. Yeah, but yeah. Thursday afternoon three o'clock, the theater was like half full. Whoa. So it's that, that was, that was well, what do you think it is about this film that has caught the attention of so many people? Is it because kids okay. and adults I'll like try, it? What, I'll, what? I can't chime in too much yeah, about yeah, this I haven't seen yeah. it. So here's why I will chime in. Um, I am off of all TV, right? I don't, I don't, and it's not a slam on the pockets. Ha ha. I don't watch any, any live TV. I don't have, I don't have cable. Yeah, it's all I, yeah. streaming, right? And all my streaming services, I pay the extra $2 a month and, and, you know, I don't have the ads. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't watch ads on Daddy YouTube. Warbucks over here. But what I'm saying is, even though I watch no commercials whatsoever, the marketing for this movie was everywhere. Yeah. I saw multiple trailers on stuff that I don't even normally They've been doing see. marketing for 50 years, over 50 years. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's hilarious. But for this movie, I saw, I, I even saw, whatever, I probably saw a billboard for it when I was driving to Chicago. You know, like, I just, it was everywhere. Yeah. They went crazy with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, that it's, it's the first ever major studio Barbie movie. There have been... Straight to DVD animated movies. There've been you know a bunch of TV productions that kind of thing. It is a developed brand. Yeah, and, and yeah. Barbie is one of the biggest toys in the world. You know, so it, it's it's a huge brand. So why name. didn't the He Man movie go over so well? Um, but the like the, a big push also came from just this natural like pairing of Oppenheimer and Barbie of like this weird 
uh, juxtaposition of a movie that is this three-hour historical drama from Christopher Nolan and this, you know, pink, bright, bubbly, you know, comedy featuring uh, a doll, you know, that is played by Margot Robbie. And so that made a lot of fun for people to go to theaters and like do this weird double feature. And yeah. tons of people really did turn out and do what As they called did. Barbenheimer yeah. double features. And so, yeah, I mean, it is it has its own Wikipedia page, Barbenheimer. Yeah. Because it is a it is a cultural a moment, right? It is a moment. In All culture. this means, though, is the studio is going to go crazy and be like, you know what we need to do? Okay, we're developing Thundercats. Somebody get Spielberg. Schindler's List two. Put I, them on the same weekend. I I just think there was something organic about it as yeah. well that that it just came out and people just said yeah, give us both of those. They're also two unique movies, right? It's not a sequel. It's not yeah, a, a redoing. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, Barbie is still Barbie is like very well established in electoral property, so it's not as necessarily as regional. Yeah, as, but, no, not, but this isn't a tentpole film. No, no. Well, yeah, it is. It's, it's literally the definition of a tentpole. No, like it's not a franchise film. Like it's it's not relying on a sequel. Like this isn't the third. And no, no, of course. Last Pirates of the Caribbean. No, no, of, of, of course. Yeah. But but there is there is still some... it is the first live action Barbie. I think they've yeah. done though. But yeah, exactly. It is a original. It is not a sequel film, right? Um, right. But like you said, obviously a developed brand. I mean, Oppenheimer is a name that many of us know as well. And but... there's a lot of uh, Oppenheimer dolls out there too. Yeah. Now there will be. They're Go really to charred. Um, so uh, he didn't but, die in the explosion. I haven't seen the movie. You know history. I don't. No, no, no. He doesn't. Um, <laughs> so uh, I did get to see Oppenheimer as well. I saw that on uh, essentially it's like an IMAX film uh, theater. So this here. is one you didn't watch on your phone. And I didn't watch this one. Okay. No, and I recommend not to. I mean, I'm a big fan of watching <laughs> on your phone, but this is not one that you probably want to see on the phone. Um, this film is. I left this film feeling like I just saw a masterpiece of a film. Mm -hmm. Like from beginning to end, not just in the performances. The performances are fantastic. I mean, just incredible performances. Direction, obviously, wonderful. Um, Christopher Nolan is a, it has a little bit of an artistic flair, so he does a lot of kind of juxtaposition between... Your, your, he'll show you kind of almost a screen. You're going, what what is this? It looks like it's kind of an exploding thing. You know, there, there's just these... He's telling a story through some of the visualization as well, but also just the the audio engineering and the mixing and how um, Brad, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's a very specific scene that is silent, and that scene is just incredible. Yeah. Um, and I left the film just just. It's why you go to movie theaters. It is why you go because you, you, in that moment, there was something that you disappeared from in your life and you entered a whole different world. Yeah. And he did it. And it's just one of my favorite films I've seen. This is long. also something where, like, my cousin's kid works for me every once in a while. He's 22, I think. And uh, he, 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 raved, he raved about this film. I've never even talked to the kid about a movie before. And he knows I like movies. So he came in and he's like, you know what I saw? Whoa. <laughs> Oppenheimer. Oh, really? Dude. You gotta see it. It was. I mean, yeah. so if you're if you're 20 years old or you're 90 years old, you're probably gonna like this film. Yeah, yeah. And Killian Murphy, you know what? He kind of reminded me of in this, almost like a Daniel Day Lewis performance. Like yeah. it was, it was so in it. Like it was just so amazing that he lived in this role. And it's so not perfectly. like a, it's not a super showy performance nope. either. You know, it's it's not like a Bill the Butcher in uh, Gangs of New York or um, even uh, Daniel Plainview yep. in uh, There no, Will Be Blood. No, it's more like the Phantom Thread. Yeah, honestly, that's actually a, a good comparison. I know you're making a joke, but uh, see how I fall into. But Daniel Day Lewis, though, often fall into kind facts. of shit. 
lives into these roles and 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 like I said, and does it in such a beautiful, wonderful way that you forget it's an actor yeah. almost. And Killian Murphy, man, if he doesn't win Best Actor for this, he's just so good. Well, there's a lot of year left, nope. you know. I nope. mean, it's, he'll nope. definitely be he'll definitely be in the in the running. It's him. Um, but yeah, no, this uh, Oppenheimer is. What just, do you have against him? Is just spectacular. Um, you know, this, it's a it's a wow. three hour movie. It goes by in a breeze. Like it, it doesn't feel long at all. It's just it's so dense and like it's so well written. Uh, the the visuals are, are stunning too, especially like like you talked about. You know, uh, the way that. Uh, Christopher Nolan has visualized like what what you know we refer to as essentially the atomic world because uh, it's representing you know how Oppenheimer kind of sees the the world he understands you know uh, quantum physics and like what lies beneath you know what we see with uh, you know uh, with our naked eye and the way that he you know represents how Oppenheimer's mind works with these visuals which they did not use CGI to create they actually did them practically which is a whole other thing that i'm i'm fascinated and, and curious about I, I read though sometimes now it is cheaper to actually do it instead of cgi it oh, sometimes for sure. is cheaper just to do it yeah absolutely um but it's i i yeah i i, I couldn't be more pleased with this the, movie i and I, I genuinely think that it might be uh christopher nolan's best movie because I, I, I agree i because I, I thought about it and I, I love the dark knight i love inception um, but I feel like this might be his his best movie. What I loved about this, because I'm such a big Aaron Sorkin fan, dialogue was as close to an Aaron Sorkin film. Like it was just yeah. so moving. Not that Christopher Nolan isn't a good writer, but it was. It had that kind of almost. There were times ping pongy rhythm, but also, you know, you're you're being introduced to literally dozens of characters, yeah, so but many. you're remembering the characters because their their dialogue is so good and. Um, Emily Blunt has a wonderful performance in this, and they're mm-hmm. complex characters. It's also not a very... It, it's it's not... There's certainly a worldview, but it's not a preachy film either, because you go... You go home asking the same questions that that Oppenheimer is asking, and it's and it's you know? it's 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 supposed to be like from his perspective, uh, and also uh, Strauss's perspective, mm-hmm. the character that Robert Downey Jr. plays, uh, who I also want to add is stellar in this movie because he's not doing it what he me, normally it, does. It did take me a, a couple scenes to realize, oh, that's Robert Downey Jr. Like because yeah. he plays a little older version of himself. Did so. they have any problems with the audio that he's been kind of known for lately, Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> no, Christopher, <laughs> like. No, I personally didn't notice anything this no, time. It was, yeah. it, was, it was perfect where I was. Yeah, good. No, yeah. I because the last couple of movies, honestly, that's been the feedback. It's like great movie, but I don't know yeah, what they're some, doing with the yeah, audio. Sometimes, mixing. yeah, he does w- make weird audio choices previously where dialogue has been hard to understand. But I didn't, I didn't think there were any problems this time. It was an experience. Go see it in the theater. I yeah. think that we well actually should take the day tomorrow and let's go. I'm gonna circle back and talk about Barbie uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, it's man, it is, it is even better than I thought it was gonna be just because it is, uh, it's very funny. And self-aware in the same way that the Lego movie was, but it hits topics that are a little bit more uh, mature, and it does so with a lens that is, um, it, you know, really criticizes in a way the legacy of Barbie while also accepting it and saying, hey, some of the things that you think about Barbie aren't necessarily accurate, and the things that, you know, maybe have been wrong with Barbie, maybe, you know, you shouldn't apply, you know, so much, you know, pressure because it's the exact same kind of pressure that you put on women mm-hmm. every day and that kind of thing. And there's there's a lot of really smart things to, to say about it in this movie. Um, America Ferrera in particular has a great monologue. Uh, that and like, I went to go see the movie with my mom, and, like, she just really really liked that scene um, a lot, and she loved the movie as well. It's uh, But it's just, it's so funny. I mean, uh, Ryan Gosling really is a scene stealer. You know, it's, it's Margot Robbie's movie, and she is fantastic in it, but Ryan Gosling, man, he is. There's just... a song in there because it, it it is almost a musical, honestly. Well, I'm a, out. There, no, there is a song in there that Ryan Gosling sings. 
it, it was just one if of my I favorite. was a Ken doll. La 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 la. <laughs> no the, man. The more important question: Are we typecasting Will Ferrell as a toy villain after being in the Lego Movie and now? No, because I mean, I'm it, kidding. It's a joke, Brad. That but was a joke. But it, it is. It is pretty. That's kind of fair. Similar, yeah. 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 <laughs> Did I just fall into another fact? I think yeah, cool. I, a little bit. Brad keeps telling me that I make jokes and then like I'm I'm just screwing around that like, oh that guy was in that. <laughs> and he actually was. Yeah. So because I'm dumb and I just fall into facts. Yeah, he does. So let's just keep track of that, listener. Though there is a little bit of similarity to that, but but the, his character takes a different turn. So Yeah. But no, it's uh I would recommend seeing both as soon as you can in theaters. They are absolutely worth it. They are a lot of fun, very enjoyable movies in different ways. Uh, Bailey reminded me because I'm so dumb that I did watch another movie. What? I watched The Flash. Oh, oh. what did you think? That's uh, the first movie that I can remember in in ever. That if you could take it scene by scene and rate it on the Rotten Tomato score, it'd be like this scene, this 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 five to ten minutes, ninety nine percent, followed by two percent, <laughs> followed by seventy seven percent, followed by four percent. Like it's. And it's just, it's not things in the scene, it's the scenes themselves. It is so baffling to me that they chose the CGI that they chose and the way that they chose it. Right. It throws you so far. I, it's so Uncanny Valley. The, the, the Polar Express looked better in, in a lot of ways. Don't it, hate it, on it's the Polar so Express. fucking terrible. I, I, it takes you so out of it. And it's like, you guys had so much money. Why did you fuck this up so bad? Yeah. Also, why did you shoot the, the double scenes with Ezra Miller and Ezra Miller the way that you did? It's all so messed up yeah. because there's a, such a good movie in there. There's such a good movie in there. I think it's still a pretty good movie. No, no. I, I, honestly, like, we, I actually, I, I thought it was okay, we, honestly. We, we came out of the film, Bailey and I kind of agreed that, like, I'm glad I watched it. I'm so glad that I didn't just listen to, oh, it's a piece of shit, don't, don't watch it, because that, that's out there. I'm glad I watched it. I wish it could have been better, especially for some of the amazing cameos that they have. Obviously, Michael Keaton is the best part of this film. He is by yeah. far the by best. By far the best. Well, Ezra Miller's performance, unfortunately, he's a piece of shit, but the guy knows how to act as Barry Allen, right? Yeah. He's fantastic yeah, he, as the Flash. He, he's good in there. I just didn't like I didn't like a lot of the fight scenes, especially the one the stuff with Zod. I just I just, no, it, that, it just that part was not as It wasn't good, good to me. No. Like I I wasn't but compelled man, by you, the fighting. You cannot tell me that like you, I laughed out loud multiple times at the, at the clever writing that they had in those scenes that were very good. My, I think my favorite thing was when they had the conversation about the alternate universe, and they're like, "No, Eric Stoltz is yeah, Marty and, they, and that, they didn't just like that wasn't a nugget. Yeah, they, they did it for a bit, and I'm like, that's good, yeah. right? Um, are we doing any spoilers yet for it, or is it? Too, yeah, fuck it. Um, no one's watching it. Yeah. So, so I really <laughs> yeah, wish nobody went. <laughs> I, I really wish they would have actually gotten Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I you know because Nicolas Cage famously, and I mean very famously, pushed so hard in the '90s to play Superman. Yeah, he well, really wanted him to. It was going to be a Timothy. Or, well, he 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 was like he was. Well, he was, he, it was going to be, be Tim Burton. Yeah, right? it was supposed to be Tim Burton Superman. They did a suit feeding. There are pictures of him oh, in yeah. the suit and everything. They, and then it obviously never came to fruition. Therefore, my thought is. If you approach Nicolas Cage for real and say, we don't just want to buy your likeness, we'd like you to be a kid, he would have done it. Like, I, he, I mean, sure, but that's probably more expensive, and then you're talking about actually making is him- it, Is it more expensive than the- Well, yeah, then yeah. you know, because I could have designed CGI better than that, <laughs> so sure. But yeah, it would it would have been more expensive to do that, I'm sure, because then you got to make him a suit that actually fits him today and, and all that stuff. And uh, But yeah, it's the that entire sequence is just- bonkers weird and just but then they they have a real cameo by george clooney and it's fantastic like i i love just seeing him there right it's so good that was a lot of fun oh i don't know man i just but did you but you had to 
I liked how Marvel did it better with Spider-Man. Oh, right. Oh, of course. I mean, there, there's a... It was a better, much better film. Well, but. they got the real people to do yeah. the real thing. And, like, again, there is no reason that they... I mean, they, they made a bold choice to try to do, like, when they... I don't know. What do you want to call it? Like, the, the, the orb... It's the chrono bowl. The, the, okay, there we go. The chrono bowl. <laughs> Every scene with that, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You shit the bed there, DC. Like... It didn't, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, it's... um And, and honestly, like... I, I it's a bummer because they they were hoping that the uh, Michael Keaton was going to have a much larger presence in Mar- uh, Marvel DC movies going mm. forward, um, and there was just actually just an article recently that came out talking about how they were hoping to have Michael Keaton and his older Bruce Wayne kind of be like the Nick Fury of this like ongoing yeah history. and that would have been awesome yeah and they could have done he's Bat- the world's greatest detective they could have done Batman Beyond you know yeah. they could have they could have done all this cool stuff and can what? I also say can they not do like him as a standalone and just make it good they I, they could if they wanted to but I think based on the box office reception of the Flash uh, superhero movies in general James Gunn's new DC universe they're now, probably not gonna I do, do that. I do know that they listen so DC the, the heads of DC listen um. If you gave Michael Keaton uh, the, the Jimmy Batman, a big fan of this, the, the, actually, the, yeah, the the Batman Beyond treatment, mm-hmm. everyone would go see that movie. Yeah. So go ahead and do that. I, I, I'm going to say this: I love Michael Keaton as Batman, my favorite. Right? I, I'm also partial to I like Ben Affleck's Batman as well. Are I like, and actually, are you guys okay with Ben? I Affleck liked him in. The, I liked his performance in the in the yeah, Flash. That's a, it yeah, was that's good. What I'm saying. I thought yeah. he, he he's he, okay. I, I just like the tone of that Batman. A, a little bit older. A little more cynical, not, maybe not cynical, but just a little more Worldly. pragmatic, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just, I, I like it. So I, I think did. I would like him more if I, if I didn't have such a bad taste in my mouth from Zack Snyder's movies. That's I, yeah. I, I okay. Would, yeah. Yeah. Kind because, of similar to how I would like Henry Cavill as Superman more if he wasn't in Zack Snyder's Superman okay. movies. Okay. Yep. You know? That's fair. I, it's unfortunate they couldn't afford Brandon Routh though. That's a shocker. Yeah. Roth. 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 How you say it? Yeah. Routh. He's he's doing okay. Aquaman. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't get the what the, the twenty grand together to. Put I mean, there's a movie? there's a lot of people that loved his. No, I'm done. I'm not yeah, saying like, but he's not really doing much. Why didn't you get, put him in the multiverse scene? Well, they didn't need all of the super. They should have though. They didn't. They didn't bring Tom Welling in. They should have. That's what I'm saying. Like they should have. It what is fun. Tom Welling doing now? Comic cons. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, really. we when, when we saw him at uh, at uh, the Chicago Comic Con, we were to go see Chris Evans. Is he still? He was, and the line was half as long. Is he still half decently looking, or did he age like us? No, he doesn't age like us. Hollywood okay. studio people don't age like yeah. us. I mean, because he's not, is he still doing things at all? I think Yeah, he's, he's doing Comic Cons. I, I know, but how it. much is he making on doing Comic Cons? Probably 50 grand. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. In a weekend. In a weekend. <laughs> oh, in a weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like his annual salary is 50 grand and he has to go to no, 20 Comic Cons. I, I think we talked about this on the podcast. We did the stupid back of the envelope math when uh, for Chris Evans. I thought he made like $2 million that weekend doing that legitimately. And uh, and so yeah, if if Tom Welling could make fifty grand in a weekend, yeah, he's gonna yeah, do. If, it. I, if I could make fifty grand in a weekend, I would I would do terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I know you can't see him right now, but the way he said that, he yeah, there was something it. going like, on. There's, he's there thought are, about this. He's gone be, thought about yeah, it. Yeah, if you if you tell me I can make fifty thousand dollars in a weekend, there are very few limits uh, that I will <laughs> not. The thing approach. is, is the, the world is so much better with Brad's limits. Yeah, um, so. he he, just, he looked at me like I would hurt people. And he kind of meant it. Oh, I was thinking more like sexual stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the murder's fine too. <laughs> it can listen. Murders could be sexual. Listen, I got a lot of student loan debt. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you want to, if you want to reach out to me, uh, look at Brad's junk on Instagram, and uh, let's figure something out, guys. <laughs> uh, 
Comic Con though is kind of like with there, I, I was reading an article about like uh, the cameo like culture where there's celebrities that are making significant money just doing like minute long videos. Absolutely. In in Tom Welling or worse and kind we're, of you know, we're talking you know, cameo not in the film but cameo the website. Where yeah, yeah exactly. Them, where yeah. where you know for two hundred fifty dollars, you know, and you can cut you can cut this if you want. But uh, like Tom we, Arnold, these kind of guys. We did are, a uh, we did when I was doing the escape room back in in twenty nineteen. We threw together as kind of a like a super beta test. I put together a Nicolas Cage escape room where I just had uh, themes from. I, I borrowed my, my friend is a, a beautician, so I borrowed a mannequin head and, and a, with long hair, and I taped a wig or I taped a, a key behind his ear, and you had to turn on a fan and it would blow his hair back like oh, in Con funny. Air, and then you find the key, right? So I did a bunch of stuff like that in this room, and I hired via cameo Michael Bain uh, to uh, do a cameo from The Rock, and he's like, "Oh, I worked with Nick Cage on The Rock." And it, he did the introduction to our escape room, our Nicholas Cage escape room. It was like $100. No, no. Sorry, it was $199 to do that. And it was for my birthday. And I thought, we're going to throw this room together and have all my friends come through and do it. So at the beginning of the video, we, we showed you, remember, we mm-hmm. showed you that. It was so cool to have that guy, yeah. you know, legitimate actor Michael Bain on cameo. From like, Aliens, The Terminator. Yeah, he's a very, very famous actor. If you, you wouldn't know his name, but you'd see him, you know, and you'd be like, oh, I, that guy's a famous actor. Yeah. So should. anyway. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. So that's our What Happened to Tom Welling podcast for you. <laughs> and Michael Bain. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so you saw The Flash. That's Yeah, no, and honestly, I there was so much right with it that I liked it enough, mm-hmm. but man, there was... There was a better movie somewhere there, right? So much better. All right, uh, let me get to my, my assigned movie real quick. I was assigned a movie that was released in July 25th, 2012 by my buddy. Um, it was assigned to me by my buddy Brad. Uh, called Ruby Sparks, a film I actually hadn't even heard of. Oh, um, really? I don't even know what um, that is. Really? I'm not joking. Oh, wow. So I bet you if you saw the trailer, you'd be like, oh, I remember this. Movie. No, you might not, because I, I had not. Um, but 2012, you probably weren't really like into pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> it wow. Did, it, did, it, it, it released... It released in the theaters. It did not do all that no, well. No, no, it was, it was a lower-key like, indie-style What did release. it release for you? Uh, actually, I really enjoyed it. It's a nice little rom-com. It, it is, at times, a what little bit it? paint by numbers. So... Paul Dano, who is uh, Zoe Kazan, is that her last mm-hmm. name? Um, so Zoe Kazan wrote this film, and this is Paul Dano's um, Dano, 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 or he Dano. Said, now in the SNL thing that we did, he <laughs> says Dano. <laughs> yeah, he says his own name, Dano. Yeah, so I was like, well, so I'm going to go with Dano then. Um, so him and uh, Zoe Kazan are are a couple in real life, and okay. so they've done some projects. Still? Yeah, yeah. They got together in 2007. I looked at it, um, or got married in 2007. Maybe they're before that, but. Um, so they have two kids and everything. But anyway, she wrote this film. Uh, she didn't direct it. It was directed by the same people that did Little Miss Sunshine, another film that Paul Dino was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite. I love that film. But it, it is, so it's about, uh, Paul Dano is this writer, a struggling writer that had a lot of success early on. He's not old or anything, but he had success when he was very young as a writer. He's struggling to find out what he wants to write, these kind of things. And kind of like, um, do you remember the Will Ferrell film, Stranger Than Fiction, where- Oh, yeah. Um, the thing that is written about becomes the thing that yeah. is alive. It, it, it kind of is a little bit like that, where Paul Dano creates this character and played by Zoe Kazan, who comes alive, and it's his girlfriend. And um, but it's kind of hard to describe the the tension in there. But it's like it it, it does love exist if you force it to to exist in the way that you do. Wow. Um, <laughs> And so, you know, it, it is one of those things where 
he's getting out of this a story that he wants to write because he's also writing sure. a story. But in the meantime, they're also trying to find love with this character that doesn't really exist but does exist, uh, that he willed to exist. And then um, it gets into the complications of like relationships yep. and that kind of stuff. Um, Here's a fun little uh, 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 piece of trivia. Uh, who do you think my mother confuses for, for for Paul Dano every single time she sees him? Killian Murphy. Nope. Nate? Tom Cruise. It's Domino Gleason. Oh, I can well, see that. <laughs> Domino Gleason's like the Irish Paul Dano. I, I know. They, if you mm. put them side by side, they look nothing alike. But, but this, like, if you're talking, they're both, they're both pale, lanky dudes. <laughs> I can see it. What this film also has is another actor that I love, Chris Messina, mm-hmm. who is uh, Paul Dano's brother in this. He's a scene stealer and... in most movies. What? He's a scene stealer. Yeah, he in really most is. Like, yeah. he, he's, he's awesome. just he's just great in this, and uh, I, I really love it. So, right. and did you like the movie? I did. I liked it quite a bit. Like I said, it. it I was glad the way it ended up um, yeah. that they, you know, figured it out. Because I don't, you, I think I've said this before, like the the film, do you remember the rom-com, The Breakup with uh, oh, yeah. Jennifer Aniston? And it was real because they didn't actually get back together? I hated it. No, I hated it so much. So it makes it so good. Um, nope, hated it. I want, I want, I want my rom coms to end happy, what's the, and it does end what's happy. What's the so. line in there where uh, yeah, she 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 fell on some hard times? She fell on some dick, or what was? There's one line in there. Yeah, I, I don't remember that it's line. Something about yeah. falling on, you know, yeah. not not in Ruby Sparks, but in, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, you know what? That's that's due for a rewatch. I haven't seen that since it came out. I like it. I won't watch it. Jason Bateman, John Favreau. Yeah, gonna have to check that one out again. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, Brad, what did you get assigned, buddy? Uh, I was assigned uh, a movie by my friend Ben, who who loves the action movies. He does. Yeah, he does. and he he he. <laughs> you he, know what? I'm fine. You know what? You do. I, no, no, it's fine. I mean, no, I mean, you're, you're saying it's like a slam. No, you're saying it's like a slam. No, no, from now on, I'm going to find the, the, the most movies. boring fucking he loves, shit. He loves the action and movies. And I'll send you that. How about that? I, I, love, I love the good movies. You love the action movies. Go. Well, I don't like that way saying that. that is, that's, that's, <laughs> no, you'll see. You'll rude. see. It's from rude. now on, what I assign you, very different. I haven't said anything bad. I know that you brought it up the way you brought it up. Go on. No, go There's a tone in your voice. Go ahead. So, my friend Ben, he loves the action movies. Uh, no, so he assigned me Broken Arrow, a movie that he was surprised I hadn't seen, and uh, that's why I assigned it to you because I, I was surprised you hadn't seen. No, it. I know, and I, I've, I've just kept, I kept putting it off for a long time. You know, it's like, I, it's the kind of movie where I'm very aware of what it was. I can, so, so tell the people, I can remember the trailer to this day. Um, and it's this is a John Woo movie, uh, the same guy who directed Mission Impossible Two and Face Off, uh, and so it's a movie that stars John Travolta and Christian Slater, uh, and they are pilots and they fly uh, a stealth bomber. Um, and they're running uh, 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 like a, a test, basically, like uh, with the bomber. Um, and John Travolta uh, turns out has some kind of scheme where they're going to—he's going to uh, steal the nuclear bombs that are aboard the stealth bomber. Um, he tries to kill Christian Slater, but it doesn't work out. And so John Travolta has this plan to try and make just a shit ton of money off of taking these nuclear bombs and uh, basically holding the government ransom and, and all this jazz. And so um, it, it, it's because it's John Woo uh, and it, this was like the 90s, it has a very face-off, face-off yep. energy to it. Um, this was a couple years after John Travolta had his big comeback with Pulp Fiction and he's he's really hamming it up, having a good time as the bad guy in this one. Um, and the, the one thing that I always remember from this movie is the the line because it was all over the trailers. And this the, 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 this trailer was uh, one of the VHSs I had when I was younger. Had this trailer on it. And I remember. So yeah, seeing let's just it. put put it out. This trailer wasn't everywhere. 
It was at, at the normal places. No, no, I but think it was Brett, everywhere. It, no, but it, but Brad had it on a VHS tape, and so he thought. I think it was everywhere. <laughs> it was. He's like, it played on everything. Because uh, I always remember the John Travolta line, "Ain't it cool?" Uh, and funnily enough, if you do, if you don't know this, "Ain't it cool news?" "Ain't it cool news?" is named "Ain't it cool?" or uh, is like not really a great website anymore. But it was like the beginning of like online movie news nerd culture. Didn't that guy get in trouble for? Some he sex did. Stuff? He did. He's done some sexual weird things. Cool. And yeah, he's a fan of a creep. Ain't Her- it cool? Harry Knowles. Uh, but yeah, ain't it cool? Is- <laughs> <laughs> That's where the that that uh, that name of that website came from. Is that line from John Travolta? So, uh, but this was this was a fun movie. You know, um, it's not quite as good uh, as uh, as a face off. You know, it's um, sure no, it's 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 the uh, B version of that, but it's still good. It's 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 pretty good. I don't for the, for what it was. Sorry, you can, you can't judge it against nowadays stuff. But Why in the nineties, it came what out. Film is good. And it was just good. as good as like like something like I want to say it was it was kind of on par with like. It wasn't quite as good as The Rock, but it was... No, it was, that's the thing. Is like, These are all the movies that I was thinking of. The Rock, Con, Con Air, Air, Face Off. This movie is nowhere near that good. It's, it's not nowhere near. It's, <laughs> <laughs> there are some... Uh, you're there are some you're really in a sensitive... T- I, think, I think for Benny... This is no likes. Hard Rain. <laughs> there are some... Okay, have you seen Hard Rain? Hard Rain's good. <laughs> okay, now... <laughs> God damn it. This is no chill factor. There okay, are, you get out of here with that. Uh, there are, Skeet Ulrich is a saint. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but there are, uh, there are some cool set pieces. Uh, uh, one thing I appreciate about movies from the 90s especially is tangible explosions. Um, and they do a good job with them. They do some great uh, miniature work here that you can tell. But And there, there's some solid sequences for sure. This is no chain reaction. I don't. It's another great movie. I don't even know. Why. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I didn't really like Christian Slater in this movie very much. He, yeah, honestly. He didn't really seem like he brings much to the table. It's it's it, That's kind of where it falls flat. He it, was doing a lot of work he at was. this time. So this, what, was, this was probably the height of his career. What it was supposed to he be. He did Hard Rain. Uh, he did two he did. years later. So it was supposed to be like the the more of the everyman going against like a yeah. guy who, who is a professional, and he ropes in this park ranger, and their dynamic is just. And it's Emily uh, Smithson, I think her name yeah. is. She and she's the one who played Princess Daisy in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes, so she was you know again a, a no. Are you, are you talking about time. Samantha Mathis? Samantha Mathis. I mixed up those letters, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just agreeing because I'm like, sure, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what that is. But no, uh, that part of it did not work as well. Yeah, but. Like, is you know fun. It was enjoyable. Uh, so one one fun thing is uh, so uh, Howie Long is in this movie. Oh boy, um, the the football player, sports commentator. Uh, he used to play football, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He, he plays a bad guy. Yeah, he plays a bad guy. And his death scene, uh, he falls off. He gets kicked off the train by Christian Slater off a bridge and into a river. And the scream that emanates from him. I'm going to play it because it is a it is not the Wilhelm I was screen. Say, is it just the Wilhelm? Screen? It's not the Wilhelm screen. The Wilhelm screen uh, is one of the the most famous sound effects. I'm gonna, and I'll play it for you so you know what we're talking about here. The so, Wilhelm? So this is the Wilhelm screen. That's the Wilhelm. And you you'll famously hear that in tons of movies. Like uh, sound effects people love using it. It's it's kind of like a tribute at this so point. So I was going to say it, it was something that they used legitimately. Then it became, "Oh, if you're a famous director and you kind of slide it in as exactly. an homage." It's in all the Star Wars movies. It's it's in a lot and of big Raiders, blockbusters and it's it's a point where people laugh at it when they hear it. Yeah. Now. And now but, but but still it's in a lot of movies to oh, yeah. this day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. So there is a second scream that is now very famous. Uh n- not quite as famous, but it's called the Howie scream because of of Howie Long's role in Broken Arrow. Even though it doesn't originate there, this is the one that made it big. So this is the what is known as the Howie scream. Okay. 
I've heard that so exactly. many times. Exactly. And so that that originates in another an older movie from like 1980 or something like that, but it's been in a bunch of other movies since then. But that was maybe the, probably the most famous and most dramatic use of it. It's such an exaggerated loud long scream. And I heard that and I was like, "Ah," and I looked it up and I that's when that's I found out that it's great. the Howie scream. So, so and much like the Wilhelm scream, it wasn't Wil- uh, Wilhelm was not the person that screamed it. Right. It was a, a dub from yeah, an earlier, exactly. Really, yeah, that's crazy. So yeah, so the Howie Scream, yeah. Wow. You can, and if you go look it up, if you look up like Howie Scream list, and you can see all the other but movies that that sound effect that, appears. I was like, what could it possibly be? I'm exactly. Like, yep, I've heard that. A yeah, you know time. that, dude. That's and crazy. it's and there's there's a bunch of sound effects like that. Like you'll you'll pretty much always hear the exact same fucking dolphin sounds in movies. Uh, you'll hear the exact same like kids laughing when like outside in a park or something like that. There are several sounds that like sound people love to reuse and they're kind of like these just like signature things at this point gotcha so yeah uh broken arrow pretty good not great i I, but i'm glad i'm glad i finally saw it yeah i'll agree it's it's probably not as good as you know kind of heard the rocker yes definitely not it's still pretty good though it's it's decent it's 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 solid guys oh the other thing i didn't like about broken arrow is uh you everyone knows i think for the most part Hmm. what dewey's uh song theme is in the scream franchise Oh sure. Don 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 don. Yeah. That song is used like five times bum, bum, as like bum. as basically like John Travolta's villain theme oh. in this movie. And I'm like this doesn't work for me cuz that's Dewey's theme, guys. So was well Scream was 98 though. No, it was, no 90, yeah. 96 is when Scream came out. So the same year? Mm-hmm. As this? So who had the who was first? That's a good or, question, actually. Or was it just that they used the same thing at I the mean, same they, time? I mean, they were making the same I'm movie. I'm willing to bet right? I, I think that song probably got Popular, popular at this at the the same time. So let's see. Scream release. Date. Scream came out uh, <laughs> December twentieth, nineteen ninety six. So it's probably Broken Arrow because I think that was a summer movie. Wasn't so, it? but that would have been like it's not like it came out and then the people that were shooting Scream were like, "Ooh, we're gonna do this." February ninth, nineteen ninety six. Production would have yeah. been done on both those things. Yeah, right? exactly. So yeah, but it's, it doesn't work as well for me. In well, Broken Arrow. It didn't. It's not because it was Broken Arrow's fault though. It's a little broken arrow, you know. Hey, Benny. So yeah, broken it's arrow. Good. Time. Uh, it's time, Tra- buddy. Trailer time. No, it's not. I'm not fucking done talking about my movies. Oh. Yet, you son of a. I thought that was gonna be. You know what? It was a great I transition. I, I was gonna go with you because you're right like into it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take just, it. Just stop it. <laughs> um, I also watched. Cool. First of all, there's another movie we all watch that we can mention because that way we can plug our other podcast. You dumb fucks. Paddington too. Um, but I watched Slapshot for the first time. Why? Because Paul Newman's in it, and well, I mean, <laughs> you you could have said like, oh, I watched Chinatown for the because it's a very famous movie, and so is Slapshot. So, but what? Why specifically did you watch Slapshot? It was on Netflix. There you go. And just, just I haven't, I hadn't, I've been. It's another one of those movies where I had been intending to watch it for a while, and I was like, oh, Paul Newman doing a hockey comedy. Yeah, that seems like yeah. it's probably gonna be. Hey, pretty did good. it hold up? No. Yeah. I, why I, not, Brad? I, I honestly kind of hated it. It's terrible. Uh, it's it, it, there. There are things to appreciate about it. First of all, it it is a. Uh, a, a problem that it hasn't aged very well as far as some of the content because there's a lot of uh, homophobic slurs as far as the F-bomb is concerned. Uh, things like that that are run pretty rampant. Um, but it's also just like comedies during this time were were weird because... They I had, wouldn't even call this a comedy. That's it, the thing. It's... <laughs> It is to did an you, extent. Did you laugh out loud? At I things? laughed at a few, a few things. It wasn't. It, first of all, it's too long. It's a two-hour movie. It doesn't need to be. Um, if there's a movie that has perfected what this movie was in the in the time that it came out in the the nineteen what was it? Yeah, nineteen seventy seven. Nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, same year as Star Wars. If there's a movie that perfected what this movie Star is, Star Wars. <laughs> no, it's semi-pro. 
Semi-pro is Slapshot, but sure. with basketball and Will Ferrell's sense of humor and that kind of thing, this needed an actual comedian to go through and pepper some like better jokes there because there's some stuff, but like this, it's, this it's just feels kind more of, like Bert Bert um, Bert right. Reynolds's Longest Yard. Yeah, honestly, that's a great way to describe it. Um, and it's it, uh, so if you don't know, Paul Paul Newman plays the coach and player of this minor league hockey team, uh, the the Charleston Chiefs. Um, and they're on the way out. They're going to be sold to some retirement community in, in Florida. And so in order to spice things up, he starts getting everyone to just start fighting all the teams that they are. And so it creates this big spectacle and it gets this wave of support behind them. Uh, but then there's like, he's got like a thing where like his, his, uh, divorced wife is like kind of lingering in his life and like there's this weird relationship between one of his players who doesn't like the the new approach of fighting and wants to play just old school hockey and he's got a bad relationship with his wife and paul uh paul newman kind of like uh, boxer no it isn't a fucker but like it seems like he's in a weird way trying to like help her but also is kind of into her and like so listen i know weird nate this is not a tv show podcast but if you want to watch the better version of what Slapshot was supposed to be, uh, there's a show called Shorzy on Hulu, and it's a it's a spinoff from Letterkenny. Yeah, and it's about a guy that plays senior league hockey in nor- northern Canada, and it's basically that the team's on the way out, but it's it's at comedic actors. Yeah, so it's very 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 funny. Uh, and if you want a movie, that is actually probably the better version of Slapshot. The Mighty Ducks. Well, actually, honestly, the Mighty Ducks <laughs> is Disney's version of Slapshot in, in many ways. There's a lot of dynamics here that I felt like that they adapted for can families. Can you let me make jokes, though? I can try. Uh, <laughs> but Goon, uh, if you yes, haven't seen yes, Goon with yes, yes, Jay yes, Baruchel yes, yes. and Sean William Scott. I've not seen that. Amazing. I want to. Oh, yeah. Great That'll hockey be... movie, very funny, and it does a lot better what Slapshot was trying to do. So I, I know this kind of has a cult following. and like, Oh, it is, yeah. On some level, I, I, I get it because there, if there's one thing that's admirable about it, it's because it's set in the seventies. It's set during this time when like things are kind of like uh, uncertain, and it's set in uh, in Pennsylvania around these like industrial towns when like like sure. you know these people don't have anything going on. Uh, what are they, they, they going to do when the hockey team goes there's, away? There's there's way better movies. Yeah, I do like the three brothers. Yep. Uh, who are in this movie? They're very funny, and the dynamic between them and the team that's that's good stuff. Nate, you're but... going to be watching Goon next time, buddy. That's what I'm I'm a, I'm assigning that right now because oh. it is very very good. It's one of my one of my uh, uh, it's an underrated film I, I believe. All right. So yeah, Slapshot, uh, not great. Wouldn't <laughs> wouldn't spend two hours on it. No. Good, uh, good call, buddy. Yeah, very, very disappointing. Uh, but we all watched Blues Brothers, but we're going to let you hear about that if you want to check out our other podcast, because uh, on our SNL podcast, that's Saturday Night Live. The 10 to 1. Yes, the 10 to 1 podcast. We're going to be talking about Saturday Night Live movies every other week for a little while until a new season of Saturday Night Live comes back. Which is probably going to be after the holidays. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, so we'll see how quickly we run out of Saturday Night Live movies. We've got about 15, I was going to say, there's, that's 30 weeks. Yeah. So that would so, be almost three-fourths of Earth. And let's be honest, we don't know if we'll do it every other week, but we're going to try. We're going to do it every other week, and if we don't, I'm going to quit. <laughs> uh, Brad, I'll do it. I mean, we're committed to making that podcast. Yeah, and if you don't want to... Well, you don't watch half the films, all right? I have not missed a film in quite a while, sir. To be fair, we can't really do the podcast without Nate. He's like, uh, he does that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he forgets batteries. Yeah, and he just like, smells. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we, we we all watch the Blues Brothers, and we're going to talk about that on the Ten to One podcast. If you want to check that out. Speaking of comedies that might be a little too long, but moving on, uh, a little little tease of some spice from Nate Lauks. <laughs> 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 
Oh, okay. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah. well, that's fine. That's right. He went from like a Blues Brothers song to just like a, a weird clown ditty, which, you know. That's kind of what I'm known for, I guess. <laughs> kind of what I'm known for. It you got a what? little bouncier at the yeah. end. <laughs> ben Connor was known for his clown ditty. Yeah. His <laughs> carnival barks. Honk, honk. <laughs> Hey everybody! Fuck off. <laughs> uh, so we uh, we watched a couple trailers for this episode, and uh, we'll start with the new trailer uh, for Marvel's The Marvels, presented by Marvel Studios, <laughs> featuring Captain Marvel. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna start with Marvel's The Marvels. That sounds like the name of the film. Um, so uh, this is the sequel to Captain Marvel, and in a way, it's also a sequel to Ms. Marvel, the series on Disney Plus. As it's a well. TV show, and I like it. <laughs> it is. It's a very good TV show. Ben saw and watched it. He doesn't really appreciate television as an like art form. Young women. Oh boy. Okay. We're gonna <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, coming out later this year, um, and it's it has Brie Larson back as Captain Marvel. It also brings back Tiana Paris uh, as her um, friend uh, Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. and she appeared in WandaVision as the same character, uh, where where we saw her get her superpowers. Mm. And I we have uh, Amon Vellani as Ms. Marvel in this one, and they kind of. Uh, get teamed she's up. She's adorable, by the way. She is. She's, she's just, wonderful. She, and uh, so well. they're forced to team up because for some reason, uh, whenever one of them uses their superpowers, they they're all entangled. switch places. Yeah, so... It's a it's a good conceit for a movie. It's a, it's a fun premise. And honestly, uh, I... And it looks like there's going to be a lot of good comedy around yeah. that concept. Yeah. Yep. And I, I like this trailer. Um, I don't think it's quite as good as the first trailer, but it's only because... And we see a, more of what's going on. It's, it's a weird nitpick, uh, but I liked how they used intergalactic planetary in yeah. the the first one in this one they use it in a similar way but there's something weird where the lyrics get off rhythm with the music yeah. and i was like it's like what what's going on this is not how the song sounds yeah no because that's what's happening in the film they're getting pulled in all these directions that's clever but i guarantee you that's not why they did it i mean i'm um, just i'm just but no into so, it. but there there's a cool orchestral mix of intergalactic planetary that still lingers in this trailer that i really like and i hope that that gets i released. did like the first one though like yeah. you said that that was just a it was also just a really good trailer. It yeah. was one of my favorites that I've seen this year. Are you? Do you guys have superhero fatigue? Do you have Marvel fatigue? I have. I don't because I don't for this one because I think that slowly I've, I'm developing a a kind of a Jennifer Lawrence Brad situation with Brie Larson. Oh, okay. Like I have found her so wonderful in so many films. She's great. And now this she's and she's gorgeous mm-hmm. in, in, in I mean just it's 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 nice to see the, the her on the screen. So yeah. maybe I'll see it. Uh, I am not but I, I am not as excited as I once was. So yeah. the, I'm I'm tempered a little bit. Um if this was a DC film, I probably like I'm not looking forward to any of the upcoming DC films that have been made right now. Like um, Aquaman. Aquaman. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that at all. This though, I, I will definitely see in the theater I, I I'm I'm really interested to see how they bring these three you know I've heard Captain such good Marvel. things about the show the the, the yep. what, what, from what Brad because we both like Marvel. it but yeah honestly I'm, I'm not gonna watch it but I've heard <laughs> I've heard no I've heard that it's very very good and so the the thing that always can hurt a film like this can hurt a film like this is when they bring in a young actress or actor that that is not playing with the big boys let's say right but this kid has a whole series under her belt and so she will yeah. be able to clearly fit and in acting wise like that, and that is real what's really cool about uh, Iman Vellani too is that uh so her the character of Kamala Khan in the comics is 
a Marvel superhero nerd. She it's actually, kind of a meta she, thing. She, yeah, yeah, she actually is obsessed with Captain Marvel right. as a person in the Marvel Universe. And Iman Vellani herself, the actress, <laughs> is an MCU awesome. fangirl. Yeah, before to, she even got the job. To right? the point where there was just a recent sneak preview article in Entertainment Weekly that uh, if any of the cast and crew had a question about like MCU lore and stuff like that, they asked Iman Vellani like, to clarify For stuff. real? Yeah. So she was, uh, what do they call that where they, they keep the, uh, the, the script on point compared to like con- continuity person like script coordinator yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, they yeah. come to her and be like hey double duty <laughs> this is also I think worth mentioning it's directed by Nia DaCosta who will be the first yep. black woman director of a Marvel film yeah and she, is... she directed the uh, legacy sequel of Candyman not too long yep. ago oh and that movie's great written by uh, Megan McDonald and Nia DaCosta you liked the remake of Candyman I haven't seen the new one yet actually. are you serious yeah. I've, I've heard great things I it's great it is great um, uh, the but... first one's amazing but the, the, the yep. yeah no wow Guys, come on. So it should be fun. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I am still, you know, just leery of what's happening with Marvel in general, and they have they have some course correcting to do. They got to figure some shit out and what's going on. Um, so it, it is, and we've talked about this before, so let's not belabor the point. But the Kang problem now yeah. is a problem. Where before it was like, oh, there's a clear direction, and now we'll see what happens. But is there any indication he's in this? Okay. In in the Marvels, I I sincerely doubt. I have it. not seen any indication yeah. that. And even if he was supposed to be, like if they would have, they'll reshoot that. All right, so I do this every fucking t- god damn it. <sighs> what is he angry about? I know I don't know what I yeah, did. I don't, I don't even know because what, he fucking, what did I do? He's ap- yelling at me again because it fucking applies, and I hate that it applies. I watched the third season. I finished Arrested Development. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! I told you. I told you. You brought. You talk about. I know. I know. I fucking get it. (laughs) Just give me a fucking second here. I'll explain. So the third season. Go on. It clearly was cut short, and they clearly had to edit, and they had to dub because they were getting they were getting booted off the air. But they needed to wrap up the, the third season quickly. So there are so many episodes of the third season where a character is talking to Nate, like me and you are talking, and then they turn around. And you can see their mouth saying something, and the dialogue does not match whatsoever. It's dubbed in later on, and it makes no sense whatsoever for that. It makes sense for the scene, but they clearly had to just change the dialogue to make it all wrap up in a bow, yeah. rather than what they originally had planned to do was probably have five or six more episodes. They did it so often that it was so jarring that it really took me out of this, out of the third season of Arrested Development. It was still very funny, but it, it and so I'm thinking if Kang's in this, <laughs> Kang would turn away and they'll say like, "Well, it's too bad you're dying of space cancer." You know, like they would have to do something like that. Space if he cancer is, is the most aggressive. <laughs> but no, There's a lot of radiation. It just in space. it reminded me of that because I just saw it, it happen in for real yeah. in a show. That's all. No, I think I think if if Kang is and like was supposed to make some kind of appearance, if it's a credit scene or something like that, that they'll recast and and reshot. Or I mean, something. I, I mean. Are they going to cut him out of the next season of Loki? Well, no, they can't do that. That's what I was saying. He's yeah. like a major character. Yeah, so so. That's, so we'll have to deal with that. But you know, are they done shooting that? Oh yeah, that, com- that it comes out, out in like, in like uh, yeah, like Yikes. August, October, September, October. What if, what if every single episode had a post credit scene where Kang was a different actor? And they're like, again, it's coming. I'm gonna be this different person. That would be fun, actually. If they just like get Eddie Murphy to do it, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. So if you're looking forward to the Marvels, uh, November 10th uh, comes out. November 10th issue. Let's talk about Bernard Prabot. 
<laughs> that Bernard Pivot is the person that James Lipton basically say, uh, took no the idea. questionnaire oh, from inside the actor's studio on. I couldn't remember why that was stuck in my head. Ben's talking about Hercule Poirot, who is uh, the mustachioed detective from Agatha Christie's novels, who is now played by Kenneth Branagh in a right. series of movies. Maybe Kenneth Branagh has books. a role in Oppenheimer. Yes, he does. And he also directs all of these movies as well. Not joking around at all. I want you to say say Hercule Poirot like as he does. Try it. Try it your best. Hook. No. Oh, come can't. on. Hercule. No, I can't. Do it's it. not oh. even Hercule. I, I, I. Well, it's spelled like. Okay, that, Brad, try it. Hurk, hurk. My name is Hercule Barrow. <laughs> so you you do the the you can, you, you, you you lose you the H E R. It's er, you start with the Hercule. Er, er, Hercule. Yeah, it's it's that's Hercule. what you do. It's Hercule. My name is Hercule Barrow. <laughs> Sounds like you're saying Octul Do it. Ross, I'm Ross Perot. I'm Ross Perot. <laughs> My name's Ross Perot. <laughs> I got uh, $7 million. <laughs> uh, but no, so this is, uh, we're talking about A Haunting in Venice, Barrel. which is the third film in this new series based on Agatha Christie's murder mystery novels. Uh, started with Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, we also had Death on the Nile. And which I didn't love Death on the Nile. I actually still haven't seen it. I just, I did pass me by and I just didn't really care it's very fine. much. Um, so to quote Brad Oman. It's fine. There you go. Uh, so this new one though has a horror angle. It really feels like a legit uh, actually, horror yeah. film. Fun, yeah, exactly. It's weird. It's a weird. I mean, not weird, bad, but it's like I was expecting a more of a whodunit, obviously. And, and it's it well, it's still, it's still, I get that, but it like, still no, is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I was looking for the trailer to present yeah, a straightforward I, whodunit rather than a. This is. Could it really be? That was a scary trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. They cut it like a fucking horror movie for sure. So yeah, this movie has, uh, of course, the the trademark of these movies is a big ensemble cast. And this one has uh, like uh, Michelle Yeoh in it. Tina Fey uh, has Kelly Riley from the Sherlock Holmes movies, um, and it's just a great ensemble cast along with Kenneth Branagh, per the usual. And uh, it's Bronson Pinochet. <laughs> Isn't That's... it Bronson Pinchot? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows how you say his name. But uh, yeah, it's you know, it's it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. I'm 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 in. I'm no, more honestly, interested in this than I was either of the other two. I'm glad that they took it and ran with it in a, in a, yep. a enough of a different direction. I'd say if you're like running uh, full steam at you know north, this isn't necessarily south, but it's definitely like you know. What Who do you think's going to fuck up before this movie comes out? There? <laughs> exactly. Because Murder thing. on the Orient Express, we had to worry about Johnny Depp, and then Death in the Nile, it was Army Hammer. So who's who's going to? Re- Kyle Allen. I don't even. I'm not even sure who that is. So. Oh, he's like a piece of shit. Like a, <laughs> he was like a teen actor. Now he's kind of in his twenties. I think. Okay. But, yeah. So I mean, that seems like a pretty good a good path for him to follow. <laughs> just to just Tina to Fey. Really, Tina Fey's ready yeah, to throw Faye. her career away. She's just yeah. And also, I mean, it's not that's not a bold choice to 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 cast a uh, uh, Tina Fey. She's an incredible uh, comedian. No, it took me out a second. But because, it really yeah. it did. It's hard because. I don't know. She did Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, which was kind of a comedy yep. drama and didn't yeah, do it was, very well. It was well. a dramedy. It was okay. It was fine. Um, but I bought it when it came out because I loved her so much. Oh, and nice. I was like, I was like, ooh, never mind. I shouldn't have bought that. Should have seen that, that in theaters, buddy. Rental. Anyway, uh, so I, I, I'm not super sold on her as a you know dramatic actress. Jamie Dornan is in this though, and I like Jamie Dornan now after Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Oh so. yeah, no, he was great in that. Yeah. Also, ooh, Fifty Shades of Give Me Some of That. All right. Well, this movie comes out September fifteenth, and Jamie Dornan will give Ben some of that. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, Jamie Dornan doesn't fuck shit up. I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> comes out that he really does live that life from Fifty Shades of Grey. That I think that'd be fine. You can't kink shame him. Oh. Well, guys, do you want to play a game or no? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this game I'm calling. Um, 
because he's just been anywhere else, he'd be a ten. This what is, the fuck? This is wait. Uh, say the name. What's a, the name of you? That's a compliment. No, it's a compliment. We say it one more time. Because he's just been anywhere else, he'd be a ten. Yeah. I feel like that's insulting somehow. No, because it, it's from Barbie. Ken, he sings a song. He says, I'm just Ken. Anywhere else, I'd be a 10. But he, because he's in Barbie land, he's, he's not. Yeah, he's a great person. Yeah. But because you're down here with us, you're, just you're less than a 10. Right? Yeah. I guess I'll take it. These are movies based on toys, guys. Uh, and that can include uh, action figures. It can include maybe kid board games, these kind of things. Uh, we'll play it similar to how we play the IMDb game. I will give you the four top-billed actors mm-hmm. on the IMDb page, uh, one at a time, and you'll get the chance to guess the film, okay? But to kind of give you the clues of the film, these are all films based on toys, games, these kind of things, mm-hmm. children's mm-hmm. toys. Okay. So, for example, um, for those playing at home, I would say Kate McKinnon, Issa Rae, Ryan Gosling. Brad. Margo. Yep. Barbie. Yep, okay. Oppenheimer. Cool, close. Okay, well, same so, weekend of release. Before we start, though, I need a buzzer from you, Ben. Uh, ow! Okay, that's good, Ben. Or Brett. Ha! Okay, perfect. <laughs> Couple high pitch ones this time. Okay. All right, let's get started on our game here. Um, Annette Benning, Sarah Jessica Parker. Pure- ha! Mars Attacks. Correct. Ooh. And you get... A, That's based on a... On a it is based on toy? toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't um, know that. And you get an extra point if you could tell me the year that movie came out. Uh, ah! It's me. It's oh. an extra, he gets the first. Yeah. Yeah. It's an extra credit oh, point. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, we, everyone loved that sound. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1996. Correct. You get it two points. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. Billy Barty. <laughs> making names up <laughs> Phil Pooper <laughs> Billy Barty Meg Foster Frank Langella Dolph ha! Ooh, Wait uh, Masters of the Universe Correct Yeah. What year did it come out? 1987 ah! Wow Great yeah. job Nobody's going to believe me But I knew both of those the years But you're not going to believe me I just got them, so I know, why yeah. wouldn't they believe you? Well, no, because I, I, I knew what they used. So four points to zero. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Ormond. Joan Cusack. Ah! Toys. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was the movie Toys. Is Julia Ormond in Toys? I don't even know who Julia Ormond oh, okay. is. So Stanley Tucci. Abigail Breslin. Major motion picture released. All these also had to be released at theater. Abigail Breslin, Stanley Tucci, Joan Cusack, Joan Cusack, Julia Ormond, Julia Ormond. Gosh, uh, those are four actors you should know. Oh, uh, you got to say the name. You got to hear. Crap. Yeah, you got. I don't. I don't hear buzz. I didn't hear buzz in. So I'm. I'm gonna hit myself when I hear it, but I can't think of the title for the life of me right now. Small soldiers. It's not small soldiers. <laughs> Kit Kittredge, an American girl. Yeah, I what, knew it was something like that. What year? Ooh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 2000. Guess who's getting his side Kit Kittredge next time? 2007. 2008. Close. Nice. Rihanna. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. What are you <laughs> Fucking pterodactyl <laughs> broke into the house. I couldn't, couldn't remember what my noise was. I'm not joking. <laughs> Bat- Battleship. Correct. What year? Oh, shit. 2008? No, 2012. 
2012. Damn. Yeah. Nice. Christopher Lloyd. Madeline Kahn. Ha! <laughs> That's, that was a velociraptor. <laughs> That's my sound, though. <laughs> <laughs> Clue. Correct. What nice. year? Nice. Uh, 1988. No. Do you want to steal a point? 86. 85. Oh. Shit. Uh, Adewale Akunaye Ab- Agbaji. Marlon Wayans. Channing Tatum. Brad. Ah. <laughs> G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. I will give you that, but it's actually the Rise uh, of Cobra. So I don't believe that we can. That's, <laughs> what year did We're really in exactly 2009. Because if he was, that he would be like. He would be. <laughs> 2009. Yep, that's correct. All right. He's, um, very, he's very bradantic. Uh, I have a lot of hope for you for this one, Ben. <laughs> I don't. Andy Garcia. Maria Bello. Josh Breener. Ben Winchell. Wow. Man. I will repeat. Andy Garcia. That's not going to help anybody. Maria Bello. Mm-hmm. Josh Brenner or Brenner? I don't know. Who knows? And Ben Winchell. Who's Ben Winchell? Fuck if I know. I, I'm sure if I saw his face, I'd recognize him, but. Wait, wasn't that the voice of Paddington? No. <laughs> I felt like. <laughs> ben, ben was Shaw. Oh, so sorry. I'm so far off. Oh, I'm just a dick. Doesn't even appreciate actors. <laughs> so this movie, I will, I guess I'll, I'll yeah, give you. Yeah, you're going to have to. Um, I will give you the. Um, this came out in 2016. That's helpful. I mean, it should be. It's not. Directed by Stuart Hendler. Wow. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. A Hendler production. Shoots huh. and ladders. Nope. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, I'll, I'll let me just guess something then. Um, just read more actors who were in it. Oh, I uh, Anna helpful. Anna Villa Fenier. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she played. Uh, um, <laughs> All right, yep, this is sorry. on the list of films with a zero percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, this isn't is this anything we've even heard of then. It's a movie called Max Steel that came out uh, in 2016. Okay, yeah, I never would have gotten that. What, what is that? It's based on an action figure yep. line from like oh, the, the, Mattel, the early Mattel, 2000s or actually something. Actually, the same company yeah. that made Barbie, Mattel gotcha, Productions made gotcha. this. Um, Will Arnett. Ah. Yep. I had to go with it. Uh, the Lego movie. Correct. Oh, come on. You <laughs> could have done the, 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 the Lego movie part two or, or a Lego Batman to throw him off a little bit. Okay. To be fair, it was difficult to pick because yeah, you, he's in all of them. The Lego Batman I, that's movie. That's why I, you just hide, maybe bury the lid a little bit and just don't do the very first easy Lego movie. What year did it come out? Uh, 2015. 2014. Shit. All right. Stanley Tucci. Ha! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Go. Transformers Dark of the Moon. Oh, fuck off. No. Damn. <laughs> I'll wait. Stanley Tucci. Jack Rayner. I won't get it. Nicola <laughs> Peltz. Beckham. Yeah. This is... Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> I, I literally did the thing in the Lego movie that you want me to do in this <laughs> yeah. one. Yep, he did. Uh, uh, Transformers. <laughs> Transformers. Hey, I'll give you a point. Dark Side of the Mood, and then you've got. Uh, I'll, uh, if you do your uh, Transformers uh, impression, I'll give you a point. No, no. Transformers. Um, 
What was the moon one? Why would I tell you? The last night. No. No, what is it? It's Age of Extinction. Correct. What year? I didn't even know that. Uh, 2014. 16? 14. 14, wow. All right, I think I just have one more for you. Uh, Blake Shelton, Janelle Monet, Nick Jonas, and Kelly Clarkson. I don't remember that. That's my voice. Uh, Gem and the holograms? No. Oh. I was going to do it's Gem very, and the holograms. Mu- very I, musical. Yeah. No, I was going to do Gem and the holograms because I looked it up and I did not know any of the four <laughs> actors. <I'm> like, this, <laughs> yeah, they, they went with unknowns for that, yeah. I think. Uh, I don't know. The, the voice doesn't have a movie. Blake? <laughs> the voice doesn't have a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Blake Shelton. Janelle Monet, Nick Jonas, and Nick Kelly Clarkson. Have you heard of these four people? Yeah, of yeah, course. I know who all four of them are, uh, but I can't think of a movie based on toys featuring. It them. must be an animated. That must be just voices. Because uh, that's not live action. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Blake Shelton. It, it I don't, came I don't out, think Blake Shelton's been. It would have come out in like the last six years because Janelle Monet wasn't around really famously. She was making music. Is it Playmobil the movie? No. Is that okay. a movie? Did they yeah, they a did movie? make a movie. Yeah. Ugly Dolls that came out in 2019. Oh yeah. So yeah, I was right. Yeah, no, you, I, no, you, you were. were. Yeah, but yeah, you didn't get the. No, no you weren't I mean, like, right. I was no, the, I was yeah. leading Brad on. I was trying to help Brad. It didn't help me at all because I forgot about that existence <laughs> of that thing. Even the toys, I forgot about. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. brats. All right. Well, hey guys, I think we Brad won that one. Yeah, by far. Yeah, I think I got all. Next of time, them. Hey, Nate, you pick better toys. He picked like the best toys, except for ugly, ugly dolls. dolls and um, what's the American thing? Kit Kittredge. American Doll is like one of the most popular. Yeah, like yeah. people like go to Chicago just for that store. My sister went to the store and like <laughs> made her own doll and like <laughs> actually actually made me wish at the time that there was like a cool thing like where they did like a GI Joe style thing yeah. where they get to do the same thing but like for like action figures. That would be awesome. You, know, you could just do that with Build a Bear. Give him a gun. In Kendom, they would. Yeah, in our, our Mojo Dojo Casa House. <laughs> You don't get it. You haven't seen Barbie. It's what? fine. You're yeah. not in on the joke. Yeah, it's okay. Well, that's fun for me. It'll be fun when you see the movie. And for the listener. Listeners probably saw Barbie like everybody else. They, they made a lot of money. Yeah. To the tune of millions. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> I think we're done. We've, I've, I literally have nothing else I can say to you guys right now. You really shouldn't be has dickheads. You should be more like has bros. Mm. Bye, everybody. Bye. We don't want to tell everybody... To listen to the podcast. Are you not? Why, why, why won't we say that? Like, okay, fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. You already said the bike. Yeah, yeah. going by. But I mean, I would prefer them to go to like goflixyourselfpod.com or find us on Facebook. Or... Hey, everybody, go to goflixyourselfpod.com. No, 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 now it's 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 too late. Oh, you know what? Hey, everybody, why don't you be a Hasbro and go to <laughs> goflixyourselfpod.com? Leave us a review, five stars if you please. Tell your friends, subscribe, smash that subscribe yeah. button. Smash it so hard. Yeah, Bar, fu- be a good person and do it. Yeah, fucking plow that, that like button too and just, just fucking just put it in there. Can you not? No, I'm going to just, just give it to me. Just put it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here doing, I'm doing innocuous puns and breaking <laughs> super sexual. You know what? That's how we do the podcast. Yeah, huh? there you go. So, yeah, just do that. <laughs> That's why we don't let him have $50,000 a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it, let's keep it a little bit more PG. If you got any money, just let me know. Okay. Brad, Nate, Ben, we did it. Love you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?